0: All right, good morning. one second here. Sorry, I had to mute you all. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to, uh, it is June 13th, lucky 13 today. Great week to kick it into gear. Today, we are very fortunate. Um, the man who is the broker of, I think, all four markets, <laughs> okay, and a man with his fingers on the pulse as far as the numbers go, Mr. Forrest, Barbie Forrest, welcome to the call. Hit star six and we can hear you.
1: Star six, there it is.
0: There he is, <laughs> star of the day. So how you doing?
1: I'm doing great, yeah. Getting ready for the super moon next, um, next week. You know? <laughs> super
0: moon? That sounds interesting. Super moon, That's next
1: that. Tuesday night, 850. What is that? That's when the moon appears much larger than it is, and then it sets the stage for a five-planet alignment toward the end of the month. And so the stargazers will have a couple of great opportunities here soon.
0: <laughs> so when they say when the planets align and the skies open, this is what they're talking about. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. All right. Good. Well, tell <coughs>
0: tell them a little about yourself. How long you've been doing this and your 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 career to get where you are today, my man. I think it'd be interesting for them to hear.
1: Oh my. Well, let's see. 19 years with uh, Americana right now. <laughs> And I've never been with another company. In fact, I was with um, Prudential Financial before coming to Prudential Real Estate. <coughs> wow. Because I remember when Prudential didn't do real estate, they did uh, uh, home loans, and they were better at it than any of the companies are today, but that's a long time ago. Right. Uh, and then Prudential got started actually in in uh, resorts, you know, which is pretty cool. Before that, I was a uh, telecommunication engineer with, you know, AT&T and, and, you know, weird stuff like that, you know, built satellite air stations and did all kind of weird and insane things with the electronics, so. (laughs) Spent some time at Area 51. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right,
0: cool. All right. So um yeah and then you've been um you've been doing uh you've been in real estate for over 20 years now and 19 with here right
1: Yeah yeah awesome. it's all here every bit of it's here so uh you know right. I, I, cuz I was doing other things I mean I taught in uh at UNLV I taught in some and, and I ran some uh uh programs in community colleges you know after leaving AT&T and you know did the old entrepreneurial thing and had bad timing, but I spent a lot of time traveling Europe trying to make money. <laughs> uh, yeah, you also you
0: also wrote a
1: whole bunch of new, when I say new, in the
0: last you, what, year and a half um, of those <laughs> CE uh, courses online too, haven't you?
1: Yeah, uh, I, I finished up 18 hours of online CE because in Nevada, you know, we do 36 every two years. Half of them have to be live, but the other half can be dead. Um, you know, so uh, n- nobody wants to sit through thirty-six hours of classroom stuff. And besides, I've sat through some of those, and I there's a few times I just defy you to convince me that that was live instruction. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but being animated, able to you know to sit live. exactly, so you know to be able to sit in front of your tablet, your computer. You know, and, and knock out some some CEs, but you know the online stuff had always had a bad rap, and uh, you know it was like okay, you read the, you know you, you you read the PDF, you go take the exam, and I do admit one time I took a class like that. It took me longer to register than to finish the course. <laughs> and, and But that's not good, you know, because right. if you have to do these things, you, you, you'd want something with a little bit of content that would at least give you something you didn't have when you started. Exactly right. So, th- th- yeah, I worked real hard on, on getting 18 hours up so we could do that. Uh, I, I, I wrote a online property management pre-licensing to get your permit, And things like so. I've done a lot of online. I actually like the online. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I think I've done four of yours, and uh, they were all very good, very educational. And you know, you just read them, do the test, and then boom, there's a test at the end. So it's pretty easy to do too. So. So
1: Yeah, and you can slip in some videos, some other things. Yeah. I I turned on the comment section, never realizing or even thinking that those comments would eventually have a life of their own. Yeah. Uh, and, and so the attendees are actually commenting on stuff and commenting on each other. And so I was like, wow, it's a whole different dimension of interactivity I hadn't even thought about.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, it's good, too. It's good. Get them talking about it. All right. So I think everybody that's on you, you could hear that those bells, too. That's new people coming on. I think a lot of people are um, looking at the market, and they know that you have your blog and you have a good uh, – you know, your fingers on the pulse as to what's going on. Give them an idea of what you see happening out there right now.
1: Well, we are definitely in a market that's changing. So uh, a lot of different forces have sort of come together to create, I don't know, left turn, right turn, uh, but it's veering off in a direction right now. Uh, Nothing to be alarmed about. But, for example, I know that some of the people in the very high end of the Las Vegas market were, you know, whining a little bit this week to me about, well, you know, it's getting soft and, you know, it's slowed down. But let me give you an idea what slowed down means. So we closed $178 million properties in the MLS in Las Vegas last month. And that's considered slowing down and getting people all nervous. What they're failing to understand is, yeah, that was the slowest month we've had in the last three months. But 178 closings would have been a record-breaking month in any year prior to 2022.
0: Right. As a matter of fact, probably five years ago, there was only 178 all year or at least... All year, right? All year, right, yeah.
1: Exactly. So, you know, it. it, Soft. Yeah. There. There are things that are that are different. Those. Obviously, the folks that are trying to obtain a mortgage, uh, some are going to struggle a little bit or not be able to buy as much as they thought, but it's not going to stop them from qualifying. And five percent is still a steal when it comes to mortgage interest rates. Mm -hmm. Uh, when you look back and and I know Rick's done this hell I've uh, I bought a home at like 12 or 13 percent interest rates (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know Um, and then there's some stuff surrounding the interest rates that the the press is just missing the point Uh, but I think you know Larry Tate is the one who really gets it right over in your Belinda it's like there are too many pundits out there that are trying to draw analogies between interest rates in this market and other markets. And they would like to convince us that as the interest rates go up, that the prices are gonna fall. That's not, a, that's not a true connection that one can make, particularly in this market. The rise or fall of the market prices has a lot more to do with uh, supply and demand and what shape the economy is in 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 your particular locale. And so when you pick up the paper here and you see we're creating 6,000 more jobs here, we're creating 1,800 more jobs here, that ability to create jobs and and dynamically change our economy in some really good ways, that is not going to contribute to downward price pressures at all. Right. Because the people that are coming in here, whether they're paying cash or whatever, they can afford these loans. Although right. I did see the other day where the new definition of a luxury community is, is that's the one where the residents can afford the guests to go to work.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We've, we, yeah, we, we've had some records set recently, like highest inflation since I was in grade school, like, you know, interest rates climbing faster than they have in about the same time frame. You also have gas prices setting all new records as far as so forth. So, and, and let's face it, okay, I, I'm, I, I think it's pretty much a sure bet that at the end of June, it's going to be the second quarter without economic growth, which technically puts the economy into the recession category but that really it has a little to do with real estate but i don't think it's going to uh but you know the press is going to jump on it because inflation's crazy gas prices are crazy you know everything's crazy right now as far as that goes but you know and it's it goes back to what what do you expect when you pump 2 trillion dollars into the economy right it's like i didn't like the, we are such i mean we're the greatest country in the world but we still are very reactionary government wise would you agree
1: oh totally you know yeah. and so um <laughs> You know, the, these are the folks that would um, buy high and sell low in the market, right? Right. It's they they just they just step on themselves trying to get from point A to point B, uh, and it, everything's a knee jerk reaction. Uh, but we can always blame Putin, you know? Right, right.
0: <laughs> it's the <a> Putin <laughs> price, hike, price hike. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. But but do you, you do know it, it, you it's that cr- go ahead.
1: Yeah, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, do you see that craziness, um, you know, eventually? Because they're going to be talking about we're in a recession. They're going to be talking about interest rates. They're going to be talking about, you know, what's going on in the world and the border and the, uh, you know, everything going on right now that doesn't look good. Um, um, And I'm just wondering from a perception standpoint, is it going to affect consumer confidence when it comes to real estate?
1: Not so much. In fact, I still think that you've got people that are getting nervous in the stock market. Uh, and Wall Street, and I think some of our purchases, even in the high end, and maybe that's where it slowed down a tad. But I think most of this year, uh, w- we've had a, quite a number of folks move money from the stock market into real estate. Mm, you know, I, good point. I think there's, I think there's still some of that, uh, because you know, even if we slowed down to a simple you know, 6 to 10% improvement overall, where else can you put your money and get that kind of return, right? Right? Uh, The market is, yeah, and never overlook the value of the rental markets in all of our four, you know, three states and four market areas, because with those rents being pushed as high as they are, I mean, to the point where some legislatures are going to start, looking at uh you're gonna you're gonna hear the term rent control, rent caps, things like that. That's how much movement there's been there. But that improvement in rents has also brought more investment money uh into these markets. Right. You know?
0: Yeah. So, because, you know, yeah. even with the interest rates climbing, it's still better to put your money. And you know, what are you going to do? Penalize yourself because the rates have gone up and rent for another year when you're getting no tax benefits, no appreciation. You know, and you're right. I forgot to mention the stock market. The stock market, so I checked while you were talking. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial is down to 30,500. That's three years ago numbers. Yes. Right? So yeah. that's going to affect, that, that's what affects COVID <coughs> in the middle of it when the market went down to 17 and change. Um, you know, people who weren't taking their money out, but then as soon as it came back, so came the, you know, uh, secondary, I mean, excuse me, the upper end.
1: Well, and real estate becomes, in most cases, now we've had some exceptions here in Las Vegas in our market over the years, like 2006, of course, but compared to, uh, you know, the volatility of stocks, the volatility of real estate is a lot less. Uh, even if you're in places like Texas, Austin, Texas, well, it's improving now. But a lot of Texas was always boring because they would sit there at 4 to 6%, never do any worse, never do any better. But boring looks real good to an investor, <laughs> especially an investor that's even older, that can't afford the risk anymore. And so they're either going to go into bonds or they're going to go into real estate. They're going to go into something safer, um, you know, than um, – Uh, big tech stocks.
0: Right. Yeah. So, so as far as, uh, you know, and, and I was talking uh, with two people on my coaching call before this, and they were saying their inventory has doubled in in Arizona. It's up a hundred percent in the last few months. And I go, yeah, it it went from, you know, non-existent to, (laughs) I think they're at 8,000 now in Phoenix. And I go, look, when I started with the company, it was 50 something thousand. So we're still, you know, he and Eric is a very analytical. He figured it out. It's 1.2 um, months of inventory. And I said, 1.2 is still well within the realm of seller's market.
1: <laughs> well, yes, until we get to uh, three to six months, which in many ways, the three to six months of inventory, as long as it stayed in that range, would be kind of welcome because, yeah. you know, that's where you've got a there's no advantage. The buyer doesn't have an advantage. The seller doesn't have an advantage, right? right? And and so it's kind of a neutral area, and there's a little give and take. Now, um, Rick and I talked about this the other day, but I, I, with the one month of inventory, I really loathe the term seller's market, right? Because even last year, with every record breaking sale we had, there was a buyer to go along with that seller. Right. So it's, it's not a matter of whether it's a seller's market versus a buyer's market. It's just that under three months of inventory, most sellers, not all, most sellers will have a negotiating advantage. So I look at it more like a tennis match, you know, advantage seller, advantage buyer. And, and yet that doesn't always play out because that seller may have an advantage when they initially negotiate. But then they go do things to themselves like get themselves in another property, and now they're desperate to close the one you just listed and got under contract because they need to protect their, their new purchase. And so now their negotiating advantage has waned. They don't. Right. And later on in the transaction, if the buyer figures that out, some buyers and buyer's agents will cash in on that.
0: Right. Yeah, and we're even seeing, because, you know, we we have an education department here when we help people get licensed, and I, I know I visit every one of them. That we have a night class and a day class, and I've seen it uh, dwindle a little bit. So even the people coming into the business have slowed down a little bit, too.
1: Well, that that's good. You know, the because um, there's too many people that, you know, I think watch the commercials in the middle of the night because they're unemployed, and they see the guy on the boat and he retires in Hawaii in five years because he's done so well in real estate. And that's just not the case. I right. mean, we're in a market where, you know, you, you, you have to prospect to some degree, you know, each week. You've got to build relationships with your client and nurture that sphere. You've got right. to, you know, really generate those referrals intentionally. Uh, you've got to be present to the market And if the news coming on, the radio and the TV are alarming, just turn it off, ignore it, and and go do the business so your mindset isn't disturbing your reality. We don't care what the real reality is. We just get in our own little bubble and sell, right?
0: (laughs) I agree. You're you're preaching to the choir. I I, I think this is the perfect market to um, really crank it up. Uh, And, 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 you know, I I spoke to a few agents this morning that are doing that, and it's like, yeah, I'm taking more listings, and, you know, there's a few more expireds, and there's a few more, and the for sale by owners are listening better now, and, yeah, that's the one good thing about the news, it's that, um, you know, they'll over-sensationalize this, so people will believe it's a lot worse than it is, and guess what? When they believe it's worse, they believe they need you more. So it's kind of a good thing. The press can be helpful at times. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I mean, the press is great at creating misperceptions that you can take advantage of. Um, Right, exactly. (laughs) At the same time, the the press does, I think, a reasonable job. uh, I've spent a lot of time being interviewed by the press lately, and, and sometimes they just go off in some crazy direction. Uh, They mean well, but they also – they have a real hard time. They're looking at the entire market as a whole, like all of greater Las Vegas or all of Phoenix or all of Orange County. But that's not our world. We work in a handful of communities or subdivisions, and what's going on in each of those could be vastly different than what's going on in the overall market. Sometimes even by price point, because, I mean, we're even seeing in all these markets, uh, we're, we're seeing anything under 400,000 is just quickly evaporating, you know, uh, right. and 400 to 700, except in Orange County is kind of the sweet spot <laughs> in Orange yeah. County is 400 million to 700, but no right.
0: yeah, exactly. well,
1: different well, world over there.
0: Isn't it 1.1 now or 1.2 the average? Total yeah, million? it's it,
1: you're in the like the 1.1 1.2 range, um, but you know now the they talk about the super luxury market. Well, now you got to be three to five million or above. Wow, mm-hmm. you know, to be in in that range, and again there's there's lots of uh, demand in that area. You know, it's like. First, it was uh, – Arizona did it first. You know, we were lagging Arizona by six to eight months following the recession. For many, many years, we lagged Arizona. Just we could never catch up. Why? Because Arizona, even right after oh eight oh nine, was starting to diversify the economy, reach new industries, grow more jobs quicker than mm. Las Vegas. Right. And then Las Vegas comes along – And not only did we grow our existing industries, but the new industries that are coming in, entertainment, sports, not only are they adding value to the economy and creating more demand, but they have a synergistic relationship with gaming, uh, hotel and tourism, and hospitality. So all of these industries are reinforcing at the same time. So even those areas that were struggling – like high rises that were still, they were they were built, but they were had a lot of gray shell spaces. All the high rise suddenly have new life, right? Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah. The high rise. I mean, um, you know, our I think our number one agent last year in Las Vegas, uh, she, her primary market is high rises.
1: It was high rise, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, which which kind of took a little, a little bit of a hit in early 2020, but came back strong in late 2020 and all the way through 2021 and t- even through now. So those HOAs become less important when the market's climbing at 20% a year. <laughs>
1: but, you know, this, she's a good example of if you just followed the stats, what you yeah. saw was a market that was being clobbered by market forces. The high rise was struggling, couldn't – couldn't generate the kind of sales and then it finally came out of that however because there were so few sales executives in that market segment my god she made out like a bandit despite what the stats said
0: yep yep you got to know your strengths too and that's the thing right now so in okay so and and i and i know that uh, we've talked about this before too but our, you mentioned a lot about Phoenix. Phoenix is definitely a real city. It's like the best, you know, number five. A lot of reasons why people are moving to Phoenix. Scottsdale, you know, that whole area because of where they're coming from and it's still a deal and and so forth. So I think even if we have a, 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 the, the country as a whole adjusts real estate wise, I think Phoenix is always going to be, it's got a few more, at least a few more years before the prices get such where you're like, oh, well. It's not quite the deal it used to be, but that's good for the people that live there. And, and same with Vegas. Vegas is the best deal on the West Coast if you're thinking about moving. Uh, and you know, so they're and they're they're very close. Phoenix is a little bit more of a draw, you know, Scottsdale area, and then Vegas is second. And then we got Orange County and the Dennis. So what, what the desert with our um, our markets? I think we're uh, you know it's even a little better than nationally because of what's going on in our markets. So even if the national uh, appreciation rate goes down, I always think it will be a little higher in our markets because of all the things I just mentioned. Would you agree with that?
1: Oh, totally. Not only all of that, but, Mm -hmm. you know, like we all dialed in on this phone today and got the free phone call, and we're all dialing into a a South Dakota number. Well, at the end of the day, if things get really tough, um, would you rather be in South Dakota or – in Las Vegas, <laughs> Arizona, right. you know, I mean, I think uh, never underestimate the the whole South but also the southwest in, in specifically uh, you, you can never underestimate how the climate plays into businesses and individuals making choices to move here
0: right, yep and and, 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 and from from a tax standpoint, from a cost of living standpoint. From every standpoint, look at look, even Mike Ferry himself moved from, you know, California to Las Vegas, where his headquarters are. A lot of people are doing that. A lot of people are doing that, and Phoenix, you know, because of the, um, you know, for for your business, for saving money and so forth too. So you're seeing a lot of that. And then, you know, Vegas is getting past the reputation of we're only a strip. You know, I mean, that's it. No, we're not just a strip. I mean, I live 25, I know you live 25 minutes in the other direction from the strip, and you could live here your whole life and not even know there's a strip because (coughs) the infrastructure is good. The way, um, especially Phoenix, Scottsdale, and here, the way they do the infrastructure, the roads, they're always ahead of the growth, and and it's a really good place to be uh, moving to, I think.
1: Well, it is. Uh, And you're right, I I live like five minutes from one of the entrances to the Lake Mead uh, National Park area. And so, I mean, the the only time I see Las Vegas is from the hills up there. And I see the skyline. I know where it's at. I haven't lost anything there so that I can go there if I want to. But I do like living out there like that. And the roads have gotten better. The bypass from Hoover Dam to to go down to, like, Kingman and Oatman and right. Phoenix. Fabulous.
0: It really is. And if it's you haven't pl- have
1: been to Oatman, you've got to go to Oatman. I mean, it's, you
0: know. <laughs> Definitely. There's a lot of stuff to see around here. And you can even – I mean, and in the winter, you can even ski at Lee Canyon, uh, you know, 45 minutes up the road, which is not a bad little ski area.
1: No, not bad at all. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've been able to get out and um, – when I had a couple of days off, I was I got into the hills up above where I live and and you know got some you know great wildlife shots of you know, um, bighorn sheep and coyotes and all kinds of stuff you know yeah uh, it, so it's kind of it's it, it's a lifestyle but I think that's what people are coming here for is a lifestyle but more importantly the economy is supporting right. all of it it's you know because c- I live in an area that was all but gone until right. the economy came back lake las vegas was a you know a, a resort area that all but dried up and went away
0: <laughs> right and then got revived
1: and it's thriving and reviving and uh you know you gotta love that and like it, scottsdale another spot i love i love but i love old downtown scottsdale
0: yeah, yeah it's gorgeous. The um, I remember uh, when I first moved here, I think not, uh, 11, 12 years ago now, I think nine years ago, I did a Spartan race in, at uh, Lake Las Vegas. We actually swam through a little part of the lake, and it was crazy. But, yeah, it was a ghost town up there compared to the way it is now.
1: Yeah. Now we're All still right, trying so to I, find out who was in the barrel at Lake Mead, but, you know,
0: we know <laughs> it's a mob
1: hit. And right. We'll find out.
0: Exactly. There's a lot of holes out there in that desert, and Las Vegas used to be a lot different than it is today. <laughs> but, all right. So so we've got a couple minutes left, so just give them an idea. I'm an agent. I see this in front of us. What, uh, what would you tell them is the best thing to focus on right now?
1: Focus on a, a narrow area that you want to master, whether it's geographical or demographic, but just find that niche you want to be in Kind of don't pay too much attention to the market. The 2022 market is on its own. It's not going to look like 2021. So just that's a disconnect. But there's a lot of people out there that still want to do something. Think about this. People now in all of our markets are looking, in many cases, to relocate to be closer to work because of the gas prices, because of that commute time. Uh, other people are still lo- looking to take advantage of working remote because they can. So th- those are the other f- lifestyle forces that are going to help us find clients.
0: Right. Yep. Keep it simple. Talk to people. Fill your pipeline. Use your VAC 2.0. We've got great tools as a company to yep. stay in touch with them too. Yep. Cool. Yep. Any other words of wisdom you want to leave these lovely
1: people before we call it a morning? No, just, you know, go take a listing for Rick today and uh, go do an open house before it gets too hot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, Forrest. Well, I really appreciate you taking your time out today. This was very helpful. And, um, you know, I will see you in the hallway. (laughs) You got it. Bye, everybody. Thanks,
1: Forrest. Thank you.